1: shall be preached in all the world, then shall the end come. Hey everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of Fuel for the Harvest. This is Nathan. And this is Charlie. We're your host for today. And, um, you know, there's this topic that's been floating around probably through the centuries, and that is how do we deal with our anger directly related to God? Like, the question is, is it okay to be angry at God? Yeah. And There's a lot of debate in the Christian world about this. Some people say, never is it okay to be angry with God. It's absolute sin. And others would say, he's a big boy. He can handle it. Like, just be angry at him. Mm. Like, vent. Give him all your anger. And we just wanted to dive right into the middle of the controversy (laughs) (laughs) and say, well, which one is true? Um, and, And how do we handle this? Like, maybe... Some listening have said, I've been mad at God before. Um, why, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Is it not okay? Uh, what does the scripture actually have to say about this? Yeah, it's a good question. And uh, part of me thinks that we should start with asking this question. Is anger itself even bad? Like, okay. Is it is it wrong to be angry? Well... We know there's one verse in Ephesians. Let me look it up right Ephesians here. Ephesians 4, and okay, 27. there it is. Yeah. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger
0: and give no opportunity to the devil.
1: Yeah. So that verse seems to say you can be angry without sinning. Yep. And then we've got Galatians 5, 20.
0: Uh, it lists, uh, so it's the fruit of the flesh versus the fruit of the spirit. And among the fruit of the fat flesh are fits of anger. So that's Galatians 5.20. Okay. And Colossians 3.8, another list of sins, puts anger at the very beginning. But now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, Mm. slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. So what do you think about that, Nate? So I think that there are very, 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 very,
1: very few instances where anger is an appropriate response. Yeah. I mean, Psalm, I was just looking it up. Psalm 4 has the same exact... Quote: Be angry and do not sin. Yeah, ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Sure, that's interesting. Well, Jesus teaches about anger as, as well. I think
0: I don't. It's it is in the Sermon on the Mount hmm. uh, that if you're angry with a brother, let me look it up really quick.
1: Oh yeah, well, I don't. It's like is it the one where if you have something against your brother, bring it to him before you go to the altar? Uh, Matthew five twenty two <clears throat> through twenty four, but I say to you that everyone who is angry
0: with his brother shall be in danger of judgment. Yep. So, all of these things seem to indicate that anger itself is not
1: super an appropriate response. James one twenty for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Yep. I mean, there's a. I mean, there is a, co- um, a, a, a whole cornucopia of verses that stand against anger. I feel like, at least in my life and experience, when I'm angry, it breeds impatience and unkindness. Yeah. So love is patient. Love is kind. (laughs) I don't know many times where I've been angry and full of patience and kindness. Right. Maybe none. (laughs) Yeah. Which brings us to Jesus turning over tables. Yeah. Is the word anger used in that passage? I don't. Recall. I don't think it is, but he's pretty intense. Yeah. Is it just us reading that in? I think that's a good question. Was Jesus angry when he was flipping tables? I think it's fair to say that he was, but I don't know that we can say with absolute certainty that he was. Um, Like it does say, his disciples remembered, Zeal for your house will consume me. Mm -hmm. So he was so zealous for God's house that it drove him to make a whip and drive people out of the temple. I think they're now that begs another question. Jesus is God. He's the exact image of God. If you want to know what God is like, look at Jesus, right? Um if I think about lots of stories throughout the Bible, I know that God has been angry from time to time. Yeah. Like he's angry when people sin. He's angry when injustice happens. Mm. Um He's furious when innocent blood is shed. Mm. Now, I get it. Like, everybody's a sinner. Nobody's truly, quote-unquote, innocent, but that's related to sin and judgment and condemnation. I'm talking like, oh, let's go grab all the babies, kill them and throw them in the fire as a sacrifice to our pagan God. Like, God gets really furious at that. Right. Or when the poor are are taken advantage of. He's really angry. Right. So... so I think what I'm thinking here, one, we know God cannot sin. Right. So simply the emotion of anger in and of itself is not sin. But there's a fine line uh, because I would say in our flesh, in our humanness, most of the time it's sin. Yeah. Probably 99% of the time. Mm -hmm. um, How we can have an absolutely pure heart and be angry, like Psalm I think the, the greatest response is that verse that I was looking at, Psalm uh, 4-4, was it? <clears throat> Let me pull it up again. Uh, where it says, hey, uh, here's Psalm 4-4. Be angry and do not sin. Ponder in your own hearts on your beds and be silent. Mm. So Psalm says, yeah, you might feel this emotion of anger from time to time. You're a human. It's going to happen. So... You don't want to sin. Why don't you go into your, <laughs> on your bed and shut your mouth? Like, yeah. like go be by yourself and be quiet or you're going to sin. Mm. Uh, if there's people around, you're probably going to blow up on them. You're probably going to get angry and yell at it, whatever might happen. So go ponder in your heart what's going on and be quiet. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm
0: also starting to wonder if this is something that – there are things that
1: only God is able to do that we're not able to do. Throw us another couple examples of what that might look like, of something else. Yeah. So, like, only God can be perfect. Like, there's... It, I mean, different theological positions would say that you could become yeah, perfect. I mean, but there like, is that verse, and I think it depends on your definition. Be perfect as I am perfect. Sure. Right? So, but, like, whole, even still... But, yeah, we're not going to be without sin. Right. And God is without sin. Right. Yeah. There's, uh
0: like, only God can be a righteous good judge... Like Paul, will, Paul says that we'll judge angels, but yeah. that judgment is going to be.
1: And then there's that verse that Jesus talks about the parable where there's going to be guys who are in charge of ruling and judging cities. Or you got Solomon judging right. with wisdom, but right. but nobody's going to be the perfect the, righteous. The perfect judge. righteous judge who makes. So we're like in his image and want to grow right. to carry his character, but we'll never be. So I'm just one.
0: I, it's just it's a thought. It's a thought in my mind that maybe only God is is capable of anger and not sin but I mean may, if we could find a biblical example that would support that you could be angry and not sin
1: I am there's another verse coming to mind where Paul and Barnabas are out preaching and all the oh, people yeah. think that they're gods they're like Zeus is among us look at these gods and they were angry I believe. Mm. And they ripped their shirts, which actually was a Jewish custom of anguish and, and grief. Right. And so they were angry and grieved that the people misunderstood their message. I don't think they sinned there. I think that could right. have been a great example of yeah. righteous anger. Yeah, um, They were angry that these people were so blinded that they didn't get the message of the gospel. Either way. It's few and far between, few, I would say. I-
0: incredibly few and far between and highly <clears throat> contextual.
1: Yeah. And... There's a whole ton of scripture saying, hey, fits and rages of anger is sin. Right. So if you have anger and you're saying, well, this is righteous anger, be careful one step and it might be too far. Right. I I think, man, I this challenges me. I think I need to just go be in my room and be <laughs> by myself and be silent yeah. according to Psalm 4 every time I feel angry. Um, otherwise, I'm going to start walking in sin. And uh, the spirit of God needs to change that. So all that to be said, I think we can't have many circumstances where we can justify our anger. Right. I think it's very few, yeah. very few. You want to be angry that the poor are hungry or that the lost don't have the message of the gospel. Great. You mm-hmm. should. Yeah. But um, that better be driving you to action to do something about it, not to be criticizing Because that is other the, people. That that <clears throat> often happens. That yeah. critical. Oh, Like, these people don't have the gospel. Well, I just can't believe that, you know, in my Bible study, so-and-so hasn't shared with them. Have you shared with them? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, Like, maybe go encourage that person and say, hey, man, uh, God's burned it on my heart, the lost. Like, you want to go join me uh, this weekend and we'll go meet some people? Like, that would be a better way to go about that, I think. Mm. Um, So, all right. So, back to the, the main point here. So, anger. Is it okay to be angry with God? Is it okay to be angry? Um, it's okay to feel that way, but what you do with it, you better be very careful. Yep. Um, uh, probably go be by yourself and be quiet and say, God, help me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, is what I'm seeing the scripture saying. Lord, yeah. fill me with your spirit to overcome this and not act out in sin. Um, so that's one thing. Now let's talk about, before we even get to God, is it okay to be angry at other people?
0: Well, I, I would imagine that, like, many of the contexts that we're looking at... Are about people. Right. So, like, especially that James one, like, the and, anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And Galatians. Yeah.
1: Like, factions, right. divisions, sexual immorality, drunkenness. So many of these things impact everyone around you. Right. Anger impacts people around you. When you're angry you get mad at people, you yell at people, you're impatient with people, you're unkind toward people. Like, it's always toward people. Right. Is there any time where God would say, it's okay for you to be impatient and unkind and angry at people around you? No. I, I can't imagine.
0: Us, even, even, <clears throat> like, your worst enemy, Jesus literally Love says, <laughs> pray for them and bless them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, is it okay to be angry at God?
0: I mean, it's it would be even... Such an incredible step to take to get from it's not okay to be angry with your neighbor, but it is with God, but it is okay to like that it would doesn't be a, work yeah, it would it feels logically inconsistent,
1: like God, Jesus even says, whatever you do for the least of these you've done for me mm. <clears throat> what if I've been angry at one of the least of these <laughs> <sighs> Have I been angry at God, maybe, yeah, I don't know, um. <clears throat> I can't confidently say it's okay to be angry at God. I can't. No. I don't see a circumstance where it's okay. Um, well, let, let's talk about that for
0: a second. Why, why do people get angry with God? Yeah. And and let's let's analyze. That's a good question. Let's let's analyze if if it's even appropriately
1: directed anger. That's a good question. Yeah. Most of the time, I've seen people angry at God. Because of a tragedy Yeah Suffering, difficulty, or struggle Mm. Well um, My dad's been in prison his whole life So I'm mad at God Mm. Or My family is really, really unhealthy And like I feel so unloved by them My brother died when he was three I'm mad at God for the rest of my life Uh, uh, My kid died Yeah Yeah. All this kind of stuff Yeah. So I'm mad at God could be something massively life altering like that or something smaller like i lost my job Mm. i'm so mad at god now that's a huge thing but um i mean there could be unending amounts of circumstances but usually it's tragedy suffering or difficulty in some way things didn't go like i wanted them to go Mm. i i don't know any other times people like that I've heard that people been angry at God apart from these categories. Right. Have you? No. I I can't imagine somebody saying life is incredible. I'm so angry at God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. Never. <clears throat> it's either I just ignore God or wow, God, I I love you for all your blessings. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. And uh it it, it so all of that being said, are we would it be appropriate even to get angry at God in light of those situations? I would tend to think no. So, for example, yeah. let's take the my dad's in prison example. That's going to be an obvious one. <laughs> like, why is your dad in prison? Is it because God led him there? Of course not. He, right.
1: He made all the decisions to get from A to B. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. Well, how about we like give some benefit of the doubt? His dad abused him, so he became an abuser. So, it wasn't really his fault. Oh, like, so like God let his dad <clears throat> abuse. Yeah. So yeah. like your grandpa abused your uh-huh. dad, kind of. So thing. the yeah. pattern was passed down. Yeah. Even still, it was his choice to continue the pattern. Um, but and it was the grandfather's fault then who did it to your dad. Right. To to blame <clears throat> God in a situation like that. If you're going to blame anybody, blame, blame your, your dad. Or your grandpa. Blame your grandfather. Yeah. You want to be... Now, let me say this carefully. You want to be angry at somebody? Be angry at your dad. Mm. Be angry at your grandpa. Now, I don't mean that wholeheartedly. I, like, Obviously don't. Y- yeah, like, go forgive them yeah. now. But to me, it doesn't make sense to be angry at God for that. Like, if anybody, be angry at the people who did it. Right. And uh, <clears throat> when... So we'll get into the character of God, I think, in a, in a minute here, but it also relates to the character of God, I think, as well. So, um, yeah, it, it it doesn't make sense to me in that circumstance. Okay, so let's
0: <clears throat> let's take all human reason out of it. I think the the one that would be the least reasonable, like the le- the one that would be the most difficult to figure out who to blame, would be my my kid died, like yeah, sudden infant death death syndrome, or yep. you know, something like that, where like. Nobody's to blame, you know, He, he yep. the, the kid got sick and died. Yeah. You know, can you blame God then?
1: Uh, you could. <laughs> um, I think there's two factors here. Um, do we have a scripture, any scripture where God determined that the life of a baby was going to be over? Yes. We do. David. Yeah. Yeah. Because of David's sin. Yeah. Now, David could be angry at God, but in that circumstance, it was his sin. Yeah, That led to that cause. God was <clears throat> completely
0: justified
1: in executing
0: yeah. his judgment. And we're going to get to this actually. So,
1: so that's, yeah. So that's one circumstance where, yeah. I mean, David could have been angry at God. Yeah. He wasn't. Maybe he was for a little bit, but he repented and right. he said, God, you're right. I'm wrong. And- Well, the, uh, immediately <clears throat> in the story, if you read it in 2 Samuel, so-
0: I believe it's in Second Samuel. Yeah, because First Kings starts with Solomon. So in Second Samuel, David is pleading and begging God to give him the life of his son. Yeah. But then the baby dies. Yep. And what does David immediately do? Gets off, gets up, washes himself off, and goes and worships the Lord. Yeah. So like he recognized David recognized his own guilt in it. Right. And recognized God's
1: righteous judgment in it, <clears throat> and then responded appropriately. Yes. So we do have that kind of circumstance. Um, we do have circumstances where God strikes the Israelites with sickness or the Egyptians uh, well, or yeah. the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Right. So there are times where God's hand is the one who does it. Yep. But it's, let's rewind the story a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is happening... Not ultimately, I believe, because God just wants to strike a bunch of people down. It's because of a world of sin. Yep. Um, this all began with humanity in the garden in Genesis chapter 3 where we decided to rebel. We decided to disobey God, and that's when death entered the world. There right. was no death before then. And I think that God is going to bring all things to good for those who love him and for his glory and his purposes and his kingdom come where he's going to make all things right at the end. But we cannot forget that we live in a sinful, fallen, broken world. Mm. So at the end of the day, if you want to blame something or someone, get angry at sin. Mm. Get angry at Satan. Like, that's where it comes from. And then sin in your own heart and your own life. Like, man, I'm angry at my anger. (laughs) <laughs> like Lord, kill it! it's crucified with you, so i need to I need to get up close to Jesus. I need the power of his strength and his might that comes from the spirit of God in us, not from me mm. uh and and go to him that it's gonna be walking and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, like his right. his life through me, not my own, and so um, all that to say, uh there are circumstances very few I think where it's appropriate even to be angry in the first place. Yes, but then to point it toward God where it could look like, you know, there's no other reason for this except for like, hey, maybe this was God that, that caused this. Mm. And so we may think, well, maybe I should be angry at him. Um, But even still, I can't find a circumstance in the scripture. The best example I would say would be Job satan ransacked his family but who allowed it yeah god yeah you could have i mean the argument could say well god could have said no like he could have stopped it but he didn't and at first job worships like david did and you know he, he says well respect and honor and worship and awe to god um but then there's some interesting questioning going on between him and his friends and Job kind of throws out like some wrestling questions maybe he's a lot of people say Job was angry with God I think it's possible Mm. Um, my question is how did God respond to that because it's you can't just pull a scripture out and say well so and so did it so it's okay right the Old Testament in particular particular, even the New well yeah it's true in the New Testament but I mean
0: like it's so 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 common in the Old Testament where you can't read a prescriptive lens on a descriptive story So just because the patriarchs had multiple wives doesn't mean God's like, oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah.
1: And and there's a lot of things like that in the New Testament as well. Yeah. And and God doesn't condone it. Right. You got to look for the... And then there's conversations that happen. Like sometimes you could take a conversation out of Job and preach a message on something that one of his friends said. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like read the whole book. like his friend is saying something that God is rebuking and you're going to preach a message out of his friend's advice. Like be careful. Yeah. Unless you're going to say, don't give bad advice about, yeah. to your friends. <laughs> that sounds good. Right. Um, so what was God's response? Check it out. God responds to Job in chapter 38. And I think probably to his friends too. Mm-hmm. That's my own interjection to the text, but they were probably right there. They, they probably were like, okay, better shut our mouths. Yeah. Uh, This is what it says. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, now I just want you to pause there and listen to what God said. Imagine Job was angry or questioned God or like why this happened in his life, why he lost his kids, why he lost his wife, why he lost his house, his business. He lost everything. Why he lost his own health. Mm. Some questioning happens, maybe some anger. And the Lord answers Job. And this is his response to Job. Oh, poor job, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I wish you hadn't I wish I hadn't let Satan no. Oh, job, it's okay to feel like and get angry at me and question me. No, this is what he says. Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Well, words without knowledge, okay. Dress for action like a man. <laughs> I will question you, and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning star sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Wow. I mean, that's just the little beginning. So, like, Job, were you there when everything was created? You want to tell me how everything works? Um. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors, and said, thus far shall you come and no further, and here shall your proud waves be stayed. Okay, the ocean and the skies and the clouds were created. Were you there then? mm Have you commanded the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth, and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed like clay under the seal, and its features stand out like a garment, from the wicked, their light is withheld, and their uplifted arm is broken. So the sun rises and sets. Were you there to cause that to happen? Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you? (laughs) Have you have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Wow, mm. like that's like asking like, do you know what happens in the midst of death and after, and what's going on there? Have you been there? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare if you know all this. <laughs> like, come on, Job, go ahead, tell me. Tell, tell me the answer
0: to these questions. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Where is the way of the dwelling of light, and where is the place of darkness that you may take to its territory, and that you may discern the paths to its home? You know, <laughs> for you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I've reserved for the time of trouble or for the day of battle and war? What is the way to the place where the light is distributed or where the east wind is scattered upon the earth? And it continues and continues and continues. Um, Like God continues to ask him incredible questions that have no answer. Uh, like, unless you're God, unless you're God, yeah. Like, imagine this. Do you know the ordinances of the heavens? Can you establish the rule on earth? Um, and he keeps asking. Like, look, look at this question. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts, or given understanding to the mind? Uh, can mm. you can you answer that? Like, who's given understanding to the mind of men? Like, yeah. there is no answer to that. Who gives life to the gray matter? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? Mm. Can you number all the clouds on the earth? I can't. Uh, and he continues, and he continues. Who provides for the raven its prey when its young ones cry to God for help and wander about for lack of food? Uh, no, no man does that. Um, and then it continues to. That's the entire. So the entirety of Job thirty-eight, he continues to question Job with all these incredible questions. Then he goes to Job thirty-nine. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Hmm. If you, if you know on this podcast, please email us <laughs> podcast at forgeforward.org. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? I haven't found the an answer yet, but maybe you guys have. You can email in uh, podcast at forgeforward.org. And well, he
0: continues. That, that there might be a predictable season when mountain <clears throat> goats give
1: birth. So. Could be, but um, maybe, <laughs> probably not the day or the minute or the hour. Maybe Job didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? Somebody's going to email and say, I've watched it happen once. Uh, do you count the months till they bear? Do you know the time they give birth? And he continues with all, who let the wild donkey go free? Now you could say, well, my friend opened the fence on my farm and let the, like, okay. It's not a
0: wild donkey. He's though.
1: talking about the donkeys who were there in the wild before we domesticated. Well, so I, but I think, think we're continues. getting a little off track here. <laughs> yeah, he, he continues, he continues. This whole chapter he continues throughout all sorts of creation and then he gets to chapter 40 the last statement Mm. the lord said to job will the one who contends with the almighty correct him let him who accuses god answer him Mm. and job responds i am unworthy Mm. how can i reply to you i put my hand over my mouth i spoke once but i have no answer twice but i will say no more And then after that, (laughs) the Lord continues. He says, brace yourself like a man. Mm -hmm. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and can your voice thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Look at all who are proud and humble them crush the wicked where they stand, bury them in the dust together, shroud their faces in the grave, then I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. <laughs> so, and God continues and continues and continues um, in the next chapters that follow. But basically, like, hey, if you think you're worthy of this, go ahead, tell me. Yeah. If you think you can crush all the wicked on the earth, do it so, and clothe yourself yeah. with glory. And then one more... Thing here, we get to Job's reply. I know that you can do all things. <laughs> no purpose of yours can be thwarted. And here's the response out of all the Book of Job. Maybe we'll get that to that in a minute. That I think is the key, the key part of the entire forty-two chapters of Job is this one verse. But we'll get to it in a minute. But uh, <clears throat> I want to take note of a couple verses that we read out of Job chapter forty. Um, God says Will the one who contends with the Almighty Correct him mm. Job says I'm unworthy how can I reply to you And God says Would you discredit my justice mm. Would you condemn me to justify yourself it I of, think
0: It kind of goes back to that question that we were yeah. asking like, <clears throat> can,
1: can we really stand In God's place of judgment No Of course not He, If you think you can Go read Job 38 to 42. And then shut your mouth. (laughs) And that's what Job said. He says, I put my hand over my mouth. Yeah. I have questioned you. I may have felt angry if he did. And after God royally rebukes him, I put my hand over my mouth. Right. Psalm 4. In your anger, go on your bed, ponder these things in your heart, and be silent. So
0: basically, our conclusion is if you are – you can't – anger itself – very few situations where it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Anger at another person, never no. appropriate. Anger at God, boy,
1: be ready because he's God and you're not. Can you be angry at God? Yes. I mean, can you sin? Yes. Can you be angry at God? You can, but be ready for his rebuke. Yeah. Um, He never said it's okay. He said, well, let me ask you a few questions. Yeah. If you're going to question me, let me question you. Yeah. And they're pretty intense. We're a mist. I don't really want to be questioned like that by God personally. So I think I'm going to refrain from being angry and questioning him. Yeah. Um, Jerry Bridges, a pastor, author, preacher, writes this with this question. He says, now you may disagree, you may agree, but part of the conversation, let's throw it in there. He says, is it okay to be angry toward God? Most pop psychology would answer yes. Quote, just vent your feelings toward God. End quote. I've read the statement. It's okay to be angry at God. He's a big boy. He can handle it. And then Jerry says, In my judgment, this is sheer blasphemy. Mm. He continues, Let me make a statement loud and clear. It is never okay to be angry at God. Anger is moral judgment. And in the case of God, it accuses him of wrongdoing. Now that's where we've been going. Like, anger is moral judgment. Mm. Like, I'm angry usually because of a situation. And what you're saying is the situation is not how I wanted it to go. Now, in some cases, that is true. That's good. Like very few, (laughs) but like the suffering of people in the world, the people who don't know Jesus. Like I'm angry because things are not as they should be. Mm. That's a moral judgment. I'm angry because somebody cut me off in traffic. Well, that was my lane. And I determined that nobody should go there. So I'm angry now because it didn't go my way. God has a right to be angry because what he says is the way that everything needs to go. Right. He de- <clears throat> He defines reality. Yes. Yeah. So there are a few circumstances where we can be angry. Very few. Most of the time we should just shut our mouths if we're feeling anger. And that's essentially what we learned from Job. Um, so can we be angry at God? I don't. Think there's a great example. There's another guy who was angry at God. Jonah. He was angry at God in the beginning because God wanted to send him to Nineveh, which right. I understand his hesitancy. It's not like, oh, I'm going to go to my neighbor across the street in this nice neighborhood of America. It was to go to one of the most dangerous places that was corrupt and people barbarically killing outsiders, and God said, go there. Well, and the, <clears throat> this is the worst enemy of yeah.
0: of G- Jonah's people. So,
1: like Nineveh's in
0: Assyria and Jonah's the yes. an Israelite. Like these are uh, immortal enemies.
1: It's like God saying, I want you to go to the city where – isis or taliban have a stronghold and tell them about me right yeah okay and 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 can you tell them about me
0: so that they repent and i don't destroy them and you're thinking to yourself (laughs) bro my mom got killed in the twin towers and you want me to go and preach to these people so they repent and you don't destroy them uh i don't think so so jonah's a
1: little angry um storm comes god sends a storm god sends a fish and jonah decides okay i'm gonna like repent on this little disobedience and I'll go to Nineveh, fine. All the people repent and he's angry. Right. And then even in God's grace, he sends a nice little plant to cover Jonah in the hot sun. And then the plant dies and Jonah's angry that the plant dies. God, <laughs> how dare you? And God's like, hey, you cared for this little plant. Is it not okay for me to care for all these people? Mm. Um. So again, God rebukes his anger Mm. and says, that's not okay. Right. What was his anger directed toward? The people and God. Right. And so um, I think it also points to a misunderstanding. So let's talk about God's character, right? Um, To be angry at him says, I'm casting a judgment. I think I would agree with what Jerry Bridges said there. I'm casting a judgment that God isn't giving me that what he should give me. Right. He's acting wrongly. I deserve more. Mm. Really? We don't deserve anything. God's grace was freely given. Mm. And so to say I deserve more is to say I should take the place of God. Which is
0: I mean it's just utterly inappropriate. Yeah. It's uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day for us to for us to be angry at God is for us to take something that sin has caused, something that we have caused, even something, I mean, biblically speaking, God does cause some of these things, and to say, God, it's your fault, and it was inappropriate for you to do this to me. Right. Yeah, which is...
1: Dangerous territory. I
0: I don't want to get rebuked like Job.
1: (laughs) I don't either. And when Job came to his senses and basically said, God, I'm sorry, I'm unworthy... (laughs) <laughs> for rebuke for for questioning you and being angry. Here's the one verse that I think is the key to all of Job. Chapter forty two verse five My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Mm-hmm. And the next verse he says, I repent. Yep. So he says he was wrong for rebuking God, for being angry at God, for questioning God. But check this out, in the midst of all of his suffering and difficulty, everything he faced, he says, Now I've really seen you. Mm. Like I know more of who you really are, God. I've been up close to you. That's the key. Mm. Like, man, don't get angry at God and question him. Run to him. Mm. Let let it guide you to say, I'm gonna be up close to him and be intimate with him and he'll carry me through. God never once promised us that life will be easy, it will go our way, it won't entail suffering. Uh, he said, it'll be hard. It'll be difficult. You'll face trials of any kind. Now, does difficulty come to the believer and the unbeliever alike? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. Yeah. Like, it's going to come to everybody, and good that, and bad. And that guy was born blind to reveal God's glory. John 9. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Even though the disciples are like, who sinned in order
1: for yeah. this guy to be born blind? And there are circumstances where sin causes it, yep. but there are other circumstances where it just happens. Yep. Sinful broken fallen world and so um there will be difficulty but for the believer god promises i'll be with you Mm. in the midst of it i will help you i will strengthen you i will carry you i'll be near you so i actually think if our response is to be angry and then not submit that to god but direct it toward him I think we're putting up an obstacle between us and our nearness and intimacy with God. Yeah, I mean, of course. When I'm angry at my wife or at a friend, I don't feel closer to them. No. I feel like I'm so mad I either want to, like, chew them out or, like, I need to go away from them.
0: Right. So the, I think what you're saying is the appropriate response when we're experiencing <laughs> anger is not to— continue to live in that anger correct to submit it yeah. repent of it and run towards even run towards jesus and even in an earthly situation like if if you're in a permanent relationship with somebody like a good friend or a, a wife or a husband or whatever like get <clears throat> do away with your anger and yeah. then get up close in intimacy
1: yeah and I think it's okay to say, God, I'm really struggling right, right. now. Yeah. Like, this is really hard. Like, this anger's coming up. Like, help me. Right. Like, I surrender this. I submit this to you. There's no problem with that. Yeah. Um. He already knows. But to sit there and, and just vent all your anger at him and cuss him out, and, like, that's sinful. Uh, honestly, it... E- even
0: to a human, another human being, yeah, like that's incredibly sinful to just sit there and vent your emotions. That's on to somebody. Just to my my family used to call it emotional vomit. Like to just vomit mm. your emotions on. Like what a what a incredibly
1: unloving thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a reason the scripture says, "Be angry and do not sin." It's not saying to live in anger and to have anger. It's saying, "Hey, when this anger comes up, don't sin." Right, Like don't, Uh, don't understand that you're going to be tempted to
0: sin. Yeah. Don't. don't.
1: (laughs) It's not, it's not commanding you. It's good for you to go be angry. Right. It's saying, Hey, watch out. Yep. Uh, it's a warning and the same thing. Psalms go, go, go on your bed and ponder this and be silent. Mm. Um, so yeah, you'll feel things. The scripture affirms that, um, but be careful how you direct it. Yep. And so I think, yeah, God wants to be near to us and and he knows what we're going through and he sympathizes and Jesus went through these things and he suffered and yet what was the response of Jesus in the midst of the hardest times ever when he's going toward the garden of gethsemane about to hit the cross mm-hmm. he knows what's coming and it's so difficult for him he sweats blood i mean the greatest amount of stress and burden you could ever experience as a physical human being he experienced mm-hmm. And his response is to go to the Father and to say, basically, help me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like I, I like this cup that I'm about to take, Lord, Father, not my will but yours, mm-hmm. be done. And he yields it. He surrenders it. And he says, okay, I'll move forward. It's not like this is tough, but no. I'm going to move forward and, and I'm doing it prayerfully. Mm-hmm. And he's our example. And then the cross, like uh, the weight he bore. Yeah, And his response Father forgive them They don't know what they're doing He could have been angry at them Yeah, Father forgive them They don't know what they're doing And receive my spirit But never once I can't believe You asked me to do this Right And And he's uh, our example Our model to follow
0: Right And it's also important for us to note That There is There's a why Beyond even just the Like Because you shouldn't There's a there's a why in this that God is up to he's up to more like that's the nature of the rebuke in job like God is bigger and knows more and is up to more and sees the big picture yeah. and in James like we've talked about <clears throat> this before on the podcast James chapter one count it all joy when you encounter trials of various kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness <clears throat> have its full effect that may, per- mm. may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing. So why do we submit our anger? Why do we grow in the midst of all this? So that we can be more the people that God yeah. desires for us to be. So it's not like it's not just like the answer to the question why, when in relation to why not be angry at God, is not just because it's wrong and it's a sin, but also because He's up to something in your life,
1: and you're going to miss out on yeah. it if you continue in sin and don't and, 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 and don't get out of you're it. You're going to be hindering your nearness to God. Right. Your your fellowship with Him will be hindered. Yep. I'm not saying He leaves you. He'll never leave you. If you truly believe, you're sealed with the spirit, but you will hinder your fellowship. Yep. So what if you're angry with God now or you've been wrestling with that? Repent Mm. like Job did. Maybe you can repent earlier on before you get the royal rebuke from God. Yeah. Lord, I'm so sorry for this. I'm, I'm wrestling. I'm struggling. But can you help me? Can you help me? Don't run from him. Don't direct it toward him. Don't distance yourself from his fellowship, his friendship, his nearness. Submit. Surrender to him. Ask him for help. Ask him to give you his strength. You can't do it on your own. You need him. And mm. I think that he'll be there to help you. He'll say, yeah, I'll take that. I'll change you. But that requires you to change your mind. Repent. Turn toward him. Surrender it. Mm. it without that, it's not going to change.
0: There you go. Well, thank you guys so much for joining this latest episode of Feel for the Harvest. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. God bless.